Hello everyone and welcome back to the third episode of the Self-Help Library Podcast. We are your hosts, I'm Jin. And I'm Randall. On today's episode of the Self-Help Library Podcast, uh, Jin and I will review a book that we have both listened uh, and read recently. And we'll also try to share three uh, major takeaways and nuggets that uh, we have uh, learned from reading the book. So uh, I'll let Jin start off. Jin, to you. Okay, hello everyone. But so um, before we start on the book review today, I wanted to talk a little bit about these audiobook summary apps that I've mentioned before. So the one that I use the most often is called Blinklist. There's another similar app called Deep Stash. And both apps um, take self-help books, then they condense them into bite-sized um, nuggets of about 15 to 20 minutes chunks. And so because of that, they give you the main takeaway of the books. And I'm really a very, very slow reader. Like sometimes I can take two weeks just to read through a book. And as such, Blinklist and Deep Stash really helps me learn a lot of new concepts and information at a much faster rate. So check them out yourselves and let me know which which of these two apps you prefer. There's many other um, audio apps as well, like Audible. So do check them out as well, okay? So now moving on to today's book review, I'll be talking about this book called Making Ideas Happen by Scott Belsky. So in this book, he outlines methods to help us deal with the obstacles that lies between our ideas and turning them into reality. So do you guys have an idea of like perhaps starting up your own businesses or maybe a project? And how many of you have actually gone on to start that project or gone on to kickstart your business? So if you've been wanting to start a project but have been sitting on your bum without taking action for the longest time, then this book is definitely for you. So Scott Belsky recommends breaking down your ideas into three categories. Number one are small actionable steps and these actionable steps are tasks that are crucial to realize the project. Number two are references. So these are the not so important tasks, but they could be useful information and data for the project. And number three are back burner items. So back burner items are tasks like making slides look beautiful, which are not immediately relevant and can be done when you are free. So the key message here is to focus only on the most important, um, the most important stuff, the most important task, and always focus on taking action to drive new project forward. So implementing ideas can require a lot of energy and commitment. And once people realize that, they can become demotivated and disinterested to carry on with their projects. So in order to overcome this abandonment, the author suggests to not overthink. So basically, if you have an idea, just quickly prototype the idea and then go ahead and try it out. In the case of a business, just start selling already. Test it out, keep refining your methods and until you find something that works. Then the other thing that you could do is to fix routines to help you sit down to do work and help push things forward. So lastly, the book also advocates forming partnerships with different types of people to help compensate for our weaknesses. So many design teams are usually comprised of people who are totally different, like wildly different, right? So um, some people, sometimes like it comprises of a creative person and someone who is totally, totally like just realistic, right? And because of that, wacky, innovative ideas will emerge. 
okay? And once you have an idea confirmed and ready to go, be sure to broadcast it to everyone you know, okay? So in doing so, you can test out the idea and you will know whether some this is a product or this is an idea that people want to uh, be a part of or want to use based on the take-up rate. And right now, this book really, really resonates with me. Okay, the title of the book, once again, is called Making Ideas Happen by Scott Belsky. And the reason why it resonates with me so much is because I'm someone who usually has a lot, a lot of ideas just popping out of my head. But I have trouble getting down to turning them into reality. So um, you could say that I'm much more of a dreamer and less of a doer. But through this book, I learned many new ways of becoming more of a doer or at least team up with someone who can help keep me on track. And of course, teaming up with Randall to come up with the Self-Help Library podcast for all of you is another way for me to also commit to creating new content for everyone. So I'm always in the process of starting, sorry, I'm also in the process of starting up my social enterprise and sometimes it can feel really difficult to proceed on. So chancing upon this book really helped me regain that motivation to push on. So, Randall, what do you have to share with us today? Right, thanks, Jin. Thanks for sharing, um, you know, your the book that you read. I'd like to just quickly highlight two points. So, um, I, I think, you know, us doing this uh, self-help library podcast is the result of um, forming partnerships, right? You talk about mm-hmm. forming partnerships with different types of people. We help compensate for um, each of our weaknesses. I think this is a good example of what two people can come together and create things um, that are valuable. And um, mm-hmm. I also like the point that you talk about um, uh, in the case of a business, just start selling already. This is actually one of the points that I want to talk about on the, the book that I read earlier this month. Mm-hmm. So the book that I'm going to share with you today, it's called Shoe Dog. Um, for anyone who's starting a startup, uh, or at least know of the brand Nike, you would probably know um, about the book called Shudo. It's a memoir um, by the co-founder and brainchild behind Nike. So Shudo shares the inside story of the company's early days as a startup and how they nearly went bankrupt many times and how time and time again they refused to accept defeat. If they're are three valuable lessons that I get from reading Shoe Dog, it would be this. Number one, I think you need to be persistent, especially in the environment of uh, starting a startup, doing a new business, running a project, because there are a lot of instances, you know, while reading the book, um, I would imagine myself being in Phil's night shoes, no pun intended. Uh, I would imagine myself throwing in a towel already there are just too many times when the problem just seems so big that it's almost impossible to find solution around it. But Phil Knight proved time and time again that it's not always about talent or opportunity. It's a lot about being persistent enough to go out and seek that opportunity and don't wait for anyone to knock on your door. Go out and knock on door instead. Mm-hmm. The second point I want to, I think it's a one of the biggest valuable um, lesson, it's the idea of just shipping it. Uh, as what Jin, you shared earlier about just start selling already. I think a lot of people, when they are starting small businesses, they fail at the start because 
they try to get everything right. They try to make everything perfect, but they don't know that perfect is the enemy of the good. And when we try to focus on getting everything right at the start, one thing that we are shortchanging ourselves is we are failing to ship in time. And not shipping consistently means we are not able to get the feedback that we need from our users, from our customers, um, all the valuable feedback that we need to improve. And if we don't ship, um, there is no way we can ever know what uh, our users or potential customers feel about our, our project, or our work, or our service. Now, when Phil Knight presented their first batch of shoes in a shoe conference, he thought it was the worst show ever because all the shoes that he was presenting had obvious issues with it. The colors were off, the logos was not right, um, the shoes was in different size, but turns out he managed to sell out. Now when he asked the customer why, why would they put money and why would they make an order for a new batch of shoes where they had never heard about the brand, um, about the, they have doubts about the quality, they simply told him that it's because they trusted him. They believe that Phil Knight has been in the field for a long time and he believes eventually he'll do great work. And the last uh, valuable lesson I, uh, I think kind of uh, has relation to the second one is about how your brand speaks about your core value. I remember there was a phrase in the book by Bauer um, in Shudok. Uh, it was said by Bowerman is uh, Phil's partner. And he said that everyone is an athlete. Uh, if you got a body, you are an athlete. And that has been built into Nike's brand from the start. They don't discriminate. The tall or the short, the fat or the slim, the black or white. And I guess this is why Nike is such a universal brand that it even resonates to non-athletes today. And anyone today can associate with the brand. Just because mm -hmm. there's a sense of pride when we stick that logo on ourselves and if we don't know our core values, it's going to be very difficult to then communicate our value and our brand to our customers and people around. So this book is something I, I, I feel like in the current situation and the current position where I'm in right now trying to build um, Books Beyond Borders, I can really resonate with Phil's starting journey and I can already recognize how difficult and how um, tough this entire journey is. And uh, like feel, I guess a lot of time, um, you feel like there isn't a light at the end of the tunnel. You feel like days go by and you don't see any progress. And what Phil shared in True Dog is that there will always, even if we can't see it, uh, a light at the end of the tunnel if only we have the persistence to go through it and at the same time there are also times where we need to be a little bit stubborn stubborn in the sense that we insist on moving forward rather than let the story the environment the situation um, forbids us to move forward and that's why I think for anyone who are thinking of starting a project start up a business or any kind of new venture i don't really care if it's starting a new bakery or um, a new tech project uh, shoot up is a great book um, to to inspire 
and again it's one of the great greatest underdog stories um, of all time considering when they first started adidas and puma were already global brands but look where are they right now um, so it's a definitely recommendation for me um now jin back to you for your next review yeah, so it's really nice that the both of us chose books that are complementary to one another. So basically, if you want to be inspired to start a book, you can read Randall's, sorry, to start a business or a venture, go ahead and read Randall's book, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. And then if you want to find out, like, get some tips or, or, or skills to basically put all those ideas into action, then go ahead and read my book, which is um, Making Ideas Happen by Scott Belsky. Alright, so enough of all the serious stuff, let's move on to something fun. So today in my web comic review, we will be reviewing about this South Korean web manhwa. Okay, so they call uh, web comics manhwa there and it's called Tower of God. It's written and illustrated by Lee Jong-hui. And it's another long-running series, just like the one that we reviewed uh, in our previous episode. But this one was published in 2010. So now it's 2020, so that's that's like 10 years ongoing. And recently, the webcomic got turned into an anime. So that just goes to show how popular it is. Alright, the story centers around a boy with a really strange name called 25th Bam. Yeah, and he's climbed up a magical tower that promises to realize all your deepest uh, wishes of fame and fortune when you reach the top of the tower. And I think this web comic or web manhwa draws parallel to the corporate rat race and that sometimes in the race to get to the top of the corporate ladder, right, people tend to step over each other or maybe they backstab each other and do nasty things. But this character, Bam, okay, he um, who has been seen um, as a pure country bumpkin, okay, because he, he came from a very different background, okay, so he has a lot of potential and talent, but he's untainted by all the darkness that he sees in the tower, but instead he recognizes his power, his latent strength, and chooses to use it for good. Okay, so he chooses to protect all the friends that he meets along the way and to do things in a way that does not step over others or does not push other people down. And I think this comic is a good reminder to all of us to not lose ourselves and to remain grounded despite wanting to work to achieve all our financial goals. Okay, so one of my favorite quotes from this comic is by this talking crocodile character who was telling another character that we should stop worrying before being happy and to just be happy with our loved ones and journey uh, and enjoy the journey up the tower or in our case up the corporate ladder so it's a super awesome comic for listeners out there who are fans of naruto or bleach and i think you would love this web comic definitely okay so it's been published on this app for free entirely free called webtoons Okay, W-E-B-T-O-O-N-S. And I'll leave the link below as usual. So feel free to check it out. And now back to you, Randall. Thanks, Jin. Um, well, we're come, almost coming to the end of um, our second episode of our Self-Help Library podcast. So before we end, again, I'd like to do a bit of a self-introduction. My name is Randall. And I run a social enterprise called Books Beyond Borders. What we do is we collect and we sell and use books and raise money for educational causes in developing countries. 
Now, when I started this organization, I not only wanted to promote reading, but also provide others a platform to turn their unused books into something good for someone in another part of the world. So check us out. We are at booksbeyondborders.org. And we, so how we operate is we lean on collecting donated books to, um, to list them on our site, uh, which eventually help us generate uh, sustainable funds for our causes. So if you have any unused books, please reach out to us. Uh, we are scheduling a free doorstep delivery pickup for any kinds of books. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have you part of, be part of our mission. Um, next to you and Jin. Okay. So guys, remember, if you have extra books that has been laying around in your house and you're not reading them or you're even thinking of throwing them away, please donate them to Books Beyond Borders for a good cause, all right? And before we end off this podcast, it's my turn to do a self-introduction. So I'm Jin and I'm a property agent who is very interested in investments and lean startups and positive mindsets. So um, I'm in the process of starting up my social enterprise for people with disabilities. So it's a little bit delayed right now thanks to our circuit breaker, but right after that, I'll be sure to just go full steam ahead. And um, I believe that businesses have a lot of power to do good and provide more for the community. Right? So just like what Randall is doing as well, his business is all about helping others. Right? So support. Okay? So you guys might notice that my book reviews tend to be on self-help books and how to be more productive and mindful. Just like today's one, it's how to get things going. Okay? So during my leisure time, I love reading web comics and fantasy novels, just like Tower of God. Do check that out. So you can also listen to my other podcast. It's called Property Jin Huat. P-R-O. P-E-R-T-Y-J-I-N-H-U-A-T And that's also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. So thanks so much for listening in to our, our new episode and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys.